Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book creator, illustrator and rather hilarious individual Rachel Smith about what comics she would take into an artificially intelligent robot takeover apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, the Comic Scene Comic Club. Available from just £5 a month, you can get monthly issues of the History of Comics 1930 to 2030, monthly issues of the brand new Shift Comic Anthology, and two Comic Scene specials per year. To find out more and subscribe to the Comic Club, visit comicscene.org. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Rachel Smith. How's it going? It's going okay, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I was uh, just telling, for the listeners' sake, I was just telling Rachel about how much I'm rushed off my feet today, kind of trying to get my my toddler's um, bedroom decorated and uh, doing all sorts of undercoating and priming. And the preparation is the worst when it comes to decorating, but uh, we're getting there slowly but surely. Um, Aside aside from that, um, Rachel Smith, it's an absolute honour and a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Um, And for... for, Oh, absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, And for anybody that hasn't come across you just yet and there'll be very few of those uh, but what do you do in the world of comics um I make them I write and draw and uh, (laughs) yeah I do um a lot of self-publishing my own stuff and um and then stuff for publishers like Avery Hill and uh Titan and Image and so yeah a bit of everything really definitely fantastic and um i mean it's it's just wonderful um to to actually get to get to speak to you because um i've I've backed a fair few um of your of your kickstarters and i'm a big fan of your work so so thank you so much for for all that you do rachel for for helping us all get through um the the dark times (laughs) (laughs) fantastic and um for for the listeners at home where can they find you on the interwebs uh, well, my website is rachelsmith.org, and that's Rachel spelt the awkward way, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, uh, rachelsmith.org, and that's got all my Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and everything on there, so it's probably a good good place to start. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, all, all your website and your social media links are in the show notes there, so um, people can, can go follow you just now uh, whilst we speak. Um, now... Um, all of that aside, Rachel, I do unfortunately have some bad news for mm-hmm. you. Um, and that is that there's been an artificially intelligent robot takeover in the UK. Um, and uh, my first question for you is what is your action plan for survival? So they're like robots? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'd flood my house. <laughs> flood your yeah, house. Yeah, then it would like, they'd, they wouldn't be able to they'd go all rusty or they'd like break in the water hopefully genius <laughs> so I, I can just imagine you flooding your house your house being full to the brim with with water and then just you just kind of like lying on uh, on a um i've lost the word Lilo. um 
lilo yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> i had l in my mind uh, but yeah just laying on a lilo um just uh yeah well, my, <laughs> just my, uh, seeing off all these robots my house, I actually bought a little paddling pool in you know the first lockdown when it when it was the warm one the warm lockdown we bought a little paddling pool <laughs> so i could just live in that like <laughs> it's a very short term <laughs> it's a very short term solution but i could put some food in it i could put some food in the paddling pool and maybe my housemate, if, if, you know, if those spells, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So it'd just be you and your housemate in your house? Yeah, it? I'm a cat, obviously. Can't, can't really out there. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. Um, well, you just got to be careful of the claws yeah. on, on, on any inflatables. Put, uh, I could put little mittens on him. Bingo. Perfect solution. Um, now, uh, now that you're kind of wading out um, this uh, artificially intelligent robot takeover. Um, <clears throat> you get chatting with your housemate <laughs> about about comics. Um, <laughs> now I don't know. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've, We've been living together for a while. <laughs> what do you actually do? Uh, <clears throat> but um, yeah, you get chatting, chatting about comics and, and reminiscing about the the good old days and uh the first question that your housemate asks you is uh what's the first comic you remember enjoying um so the first comic i remember is um sonic the comic uh because my my dad used to buy it for me uh when he used to pick me up from school and as we walked back he'd he'd get me the the new issue and i I just got so excited about it um i really really loved sonic the hedgehog (laughs) when i was a kid i still do still do (laughs) Um, but yeah, I have quite vivid memories of copying the drawings out into my sketchbook while I was lying on the living room floor having a, a banana milk. And uh, yeah, just it, that really sort of got my got my imagination going, that, that book. So I'll always have oh, a soft spot for it. <laughs> yeah. And so um, that's kind of where, where it started for you, did it, in, in terms of drawing and, and, and creating stories? And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I, uh, I, I, like, I've always drawn ever since I could uh, hold a pencil, really. But um, the kind of making up my own stories came a bit later. But yeah, the, the drawing definitely when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, my mum likes to tell the story of uh, whenever we were going on holiday and we were on like long haul flights, all she had to do was like nick a, a ream of A4 printer paper from where she worked and get me a biro, and that was me for like seven hours. That was fine. <laughs> Amazing. Didn't, didn't need much entertaining when I was a kid. <laughs> well, that was brilliant. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously, you've you've put in your ten thousand hours um, by now, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when it when it came to actually creating stories of your drawings, um, when when did that start? Hmm. Yeah, a bit a bit later. Maybe not until I was like eleven or twelve, and I started, you know, writing little little stories not not really comic stories I sort of I got quite good at drawing and then I got quite good at telling stories and it wasn't till I was in my 20s that I actually sort of married those two things up and started doing comics um but yeah I guess like my stuff's already always been quite character driven so I'd always start with with what the character looked like and then sort of just ask them questions like what what is it that you want what is it that you need what like what do you like what do you like doing what would happen in an apocalypse? What would you do? And would you live your house, or would you do something a bit more practical and and all these things? So I, I, I like I used I guess the writing started because I wanted to get to know these these characters that I was drawing, um, a little bit. So 
Yeah. That's fantastic. And does it run in the family at all? My dad used to write uh, yeah. a little bit. Um, they, but neither of them have any idea where the drawing came from because um, they're both pretty dreadful. Um, my mum was my mum's quite musical you know she was she taught music for a long time so the creativity is there I guess but maybe it just came out in a different way with me (laughs) that's brilliant and obviously it's it's served you very well uh now uh going back to your flooded house um yeah your housemate moves on to the next question and that's uh what's the funniest comic that you've read um, so I just want to preface this. These questions have been a little bit tough for me because all my comics are currently in Altrincham and I'm in Hebden because I'm halfway oh, through no. moving house. So I couldn't, I didn't have my comics to look through. Um, but so I'm sure there are a lot of comics I, I own that uh, make me laugh very hard. But um, the one that came to mind when I read this question uh, was uh, so recently Stephen Collins's comics for The Guardian have just been making me laugh so hard uh it's quite hard to make me laugh out loud reading a comic I mean reading a comic is quite a um you know it's something you do do on your own and it's you know it's easier to laugh at like a film where you're you're experiencing it with other people I think um but yeah his comics have actually like made me laugh out loud um yeah so and yeah I don't know if you read them he, he he was talking about the American election and stuff and it's just very very funny and very relatable and very British like it's very very dry sense of humor um, but yeah those, those have been really good yeah I hadn't um I hadn't read those at all um but I uh, I, I looked them up quickly because you can you can find them all just on the guardian yeah. website yeah, yeah, there um very easily um so people go check go check it out just uh, google stephen collins guardian it will um it will come up um but uh the most recent one uh was the was the vaccine one. Oh yes yeah yeah which <laughs> is <was> rather hilarious <laughs> yeah, yeah. good old uncle pete eh? wouldn't want the vaccine so, so <laughs> I, just, I just love the um the character of uncle pete yeah it's it's kind of that's exactly what it is <laughs> isn't it it's very, yeah, it's very good like i say they're just so so, he's just putting a mirror up to to what's happening in in this country right now, and it's it's very yeah. very funny. Oh, we need that more than ever, don't mm, we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the next question that comes up uh, from your housemate is, uh, what's the saddest comic that you've read? Um, yeah, I, I I struggled with this one as well. I, um, because I couldn't remember like actually getting sort of cr- like crying over a comic. I'm sure I have, because I cry over a lot of things, but um. The one that really affected me, I think, uh, and stayed with me for a long time was Ellabisms by Mark Ellaby. Um, and I wouldn't say it made me upset, but it, 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 it's it's a very, very bittersweet and relatable journey just through, you know, what begins as a, 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 a sort of burgeoning romance to a, a kind of heartbreaking end. And it's um, it's just little snapshots of that of that journey and all the everyday throwaway moments make the huge scary things that are happening with this relationship more more real because you know that's kind of how it feels that the breakdown of relationship isn't isn't often these big sweeping things that happen it's just you know maybe not saying hello to each other when you get home from work or, or not you know or just saying I love mm. you because it's the three words you're meant to say and and you know I don't know it's just it's equal parts very very sad and, and very very beautiful and uh, yeah it's a book a book that I think will be my favorite for forever. <laughs> 
definitely. Um, and it's uh, it's it's great to get that kind of that realism. Mm. Um, I think because uh, uh, a, a lot of people seem to base their relationships on on rom coms, mm. yeah. <laughs> obviously. And it's like no, that's not exactly how it goes, really. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's great that somebody's able to capture the um the real the realistic um things that actually happen in relationships so um yeah definitely need to encourage people to kind of look into those stories more than uh than a a classic classic rom-com but uh, you kind of need that at the same time maybe a little bit um just to just to kind of balance um realism and (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly <laughs> now, um moving on uh, to our next question, your your housemate asked what's the scariest comic that you've read? Um so I'm not really a horror connoisseur in any genre really. Um I like horror <laughs> films now and again, but um so again I had a, a bit of a tough time with this one as well, but I remember being quite freaked out during some of Tilly Walden's On a Sunbeam. Um but that's kind of scary in more of a surreal surreal sense because you these things happen and you're just like you you can't really pass them in your in your brain because <laughs> you, you've never um you've never come across anything like it it's yeah it's very surreal it's very gripping and and um yeah scary in a very unfamiliar way i think um also emily carroll's work i'm sure you get get that answer for this question all the time but especially her face all red story um, stayed with me for a long time, especially on the the web version is especially gripping um, for that story. And I believe it's still all, all there if you search Emily Carroll, uh, face all red online. I think it's still there and free to read. So, yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's so good when you kind of come across a webcomic that's, you know, got a whole archive for you to devour. Mm, definitely. <laughs> so, great. Um, but uh, going back to On a Sunbeam, mm. um, what's, the, what's the general premise with that? Um, it's sort of two two stories and they end up uh, joining, joining in the middle at, at the end. Uh, it's a, a girl um, goes to a new uh, sort of boarding school and make, makes a friend there and it's kind of about their relationship. Uh, then see I don't want to give give too much away they are somehow parted mm. very very um yeah the, the, it's clear that they're they're not gonna be able to see each other again and and it's kind of about the um the first girl's kind of journey through life and then and then deciding whether or not she's gonna you know risk everything to try and get back to to this girl even after you know years have passed and yeah but it's all in this very very surreal uh, um, reality where you know the rules of the, the rules are very different <laughs> from our world um, and yeah I kind of don't want to say much more because because it's a book that you really should read and, and just experience I think just you know blind you just go into it and and you know expect anything <laughs> love that that's awesome uh, now uh, moving on to my favorite question mm-hmm. and that is what is your favorite cover um so I just the first one that came to mind. I've never quite gotten over the genius that um, was uh, Hellcat issue two. It's written by Kate Leth, and the, the cover and I, I believe the interiors are all done by uh, Brittany Williams. And the cover to issue two 
shows um, Hellcat, and and they're all in their like superhero getup as well. Uh, Hellcat and her like superhero gal pals, they're all sat around uh, in what looks like a sort of McDonald's type restaurant, and they're all just eating burgers together. And it it it, it sounds quite tame on paper, but like it's just so well done, and <laughs> all of their personalities just come out perfectly. Um, so like Tippy Squirrel Girl's there and Tippy Toe's like stolen a, her brownie and she's like yelling at Tippy Toe to, to give it back and as she's leaning over loads of acorns are, are falling out of her little uh, little pocket and it's it's just like there's so many little little um, sort of easter egg type things the, the more you look at it the more you sort of learn about the, the personalities of the characters and I just think I, yeah I thought that was quite wonderful <laughs> yeah I love that um and uh it's it's great great to kind of see them interacting in like a, a friend scenario yeah like they're all mates at a cafe rather than you know taking on a big monster or something mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah like they're, they're they're normal people too at the end of the day Definitely. <laughs> that's fantastic i love it um now uh moving on to our next question another of my favorite questions and that is what's the most meaningful comic to you so I had to really think about this and there's lots of comics that I've read that have kind of changed you know changed me a little bit and and you know like it, you know some of the ones I've I've already talked about have stayed with me for for a long time um but I think one of the most important ones was Emmy Town by Emmy Lennox and this is um Emmy Lennox's uh sort of autobio work I believe there's two there's two um volumes I've I've only got the first one though um but I read this when I was still figuring out like what I wanted to do or, or how I was going to sort of even start to pursue a career in, in comics. Cause like, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's a career that you could go about a lot of different ways and, and people do. Um, but you know, there's, there's not a kind of obvious ladder to climb if you like. Um, and mm-hmm. this book I just found so inspiring. Like uh, Emmy's obviously bossing it now with her career, but in, in this book, she, she gives sort of a from the ground look at, at, at trying to, to climb that, that comics ladder or, or even figuring out what, what it looks like. Uh, you know, so she does internships and she pitches ideas to people and she enters competitions and, and it just gave me a, uh, an idea of the things that would be expected of me if I, if I did go down this route and, and just made me aware of how hard I was going to have to work uh, to get where I wanted to be. Um, I'm still working on that, but, <laughs> but that book still, that book still, <laughs> still inspires me and, and yeah. That's fantastic. So it kind of gave you somewhat of a roadmap. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, she, obviously, she's um, you know she's American, so and you know has, has mm. different circumstances and everything. But it, yeah, just the the sort of very broad strokes of like, look, I'm grinding at this every day, <laughs> and I've got a part time <laughs> job and everything else, and it's just yeah, those sort of ideas. Like, okay, yeah, this is going to have to become my my life if I want this to be to be my job. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. And so, for, for for any budding comic creators out there, that's definitely one to read oh, yeah. um, and just kind of realise that the, the the road to success is a is a long winding road. Mm, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, uh, fantastic. Now, um, the next question that comes up is: What's the most underrated comic? Um, I think Sarah Millman's series NPCT deserves a lot more attention. Although, I'd, like, it has done very well. It would be nice to see it reviewed in sort of the more mainstream press because I think it is such a 
such an interesting premise and and such a well executed idea. Um, uh, so it's a it's a um, a mini comic series. It's going going to be eight comics altogether. I believe she does have ideas to collect it, which would be amazing. Uh, maybe that's when it will get the the, <laughs> the time it deserves in the in the mainstream press. Um, but yeah, it's um, the premise is that it's a tea shop in Cardiff that is run by these sort of magical druid elves, elvish type people, and it's yeah, it's a very sort of a very relatable uh, setting, but with these magical fantasy characters. So it's it's it, yeah, it's just a very strange mix of things, but it really really works, and her characters are all really well-rounded and 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 you just yeah you just fall in love with them it's really nice <laughs> <laughs> definitely and i've been a long-time supporter of uh, of sarah mm. um and she was actually the first guest oh, nice. on this podcast oh. so um so, so sarah's um a um i guess a a, a regular mm-hmm. um with with this show um but uh yeah no um sarah's a a a great person as well and when i when i went to i went to my first comic con what was it 2018 Mm -hmm. so not long ago was it 2017 maybe anyway um it was true believers um and i asked her some advice on going about creating comics and you know she was happy to answer my questions um and uh yeah helped me um create my first comic so um, it was uh she's a she's an absolutely brilliant person Mm. (laughs) as well (laughs) as well as being a fantastic creator um so yeah everybody go check out mpct by sarah millman as well as all of her other work as well of course i think she's um um, she's working on the last one now i believe so now would be mm. a really good time to get involved because it's about to come to a close so yeah definitely Mm. absolutely now uh, we come on to the most difficult question and that is for you what is the best comic of all time this actually wasn't a difficult question for me <laughs> i struggled with most of them <laughs> this one i was like yeah that's fine um love and rockets by jaime hernandez um and i'm assuming a lot of people answer this question with this answer so i don't want to go on about it too much but um Again, for me, it's just always about the characters. I love how well-rounded and and also deeply flawed all of the characters are. Like they they just seem so real. It feels like at any point any one of them could just walk right out of the panel into the real world and start like chatting. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's but then again, they're just they're also really unpredictable and I'll, I'll you know be like, oh my god, Maggie, what? <laughs> I can't believe you just done that. Yes, it also just surprises you every every issue. It's just, yeah, it's just quite, it's very joyful. <laughs> Fantastic. And for anybody that hasn't come across that, uh, what's the what's the premise? Oh, golly. Um, <laughs> it's one I of mean, it's gone on for so long. I mean, it started with Maggie being a mechanic and going off and... and fighting dinosaurs and but it's it it's it, it ended up being about uh the relationship between Maggie and Hopi uh two women and just and just how they sort of grow up and change and uh, yeah that's really that's really vague isn't it but it it just it covers so much <laughs> ground like there's so much of it there's so much love and rockets um the love bunglers 
if you just want to read one book, if you don't want to read the whole lot, because it is quite <laughs> like it's it's quite a scary pile of pile of work to to start with. But if you if you did want to start somewhere and wanted to just be blown away, I would start with the Love Bunglers. Um, that's probably my favourite. It's heartbreaking, but it's yeah, it'll it'll give you an idea of how how good he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. And uh, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be? So I've only got one comic in my in my paddling pool with me. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm afraid so. <laughs> um, I'd probably go for um, the Lumberjanes. Because that, no matter how bad things are, that that's always a comic that that cheers me up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the, what's the premise of that? Um, it's uh, five. Is there five of them? Five um, friends, uh, five young young women uh, at a camp, and they just get into zany antics, and it's just lovely. It's just wonderful, and you know, it's it's an um, I, I believe an all women team as well, and. Just the idea that that I think it will get a lot of young women interested in comics and possibly interested in making comics as well, because God knows we need more more women <laughs> in this industry. Absolutely. But yeah, just um, the, and it's all very very positive. The whole book is just very yeah reinforces really good good ideas and good just a, good ways to to be a good person. And yeah. The, and the characters are just lovely. Fantastic. I think April's probably my favourite, but I change my mind all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I believe, from what I read, is it it's coming to an end this December? I believe so. Yeah, which is quite sad, but but it, it's better yeah. that than it just go on forever and become yeah, like exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Rebooting the universe, exactly. And... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and what? No, it's good. It's good to have kind of a complete, complete story. And do you know, I, I, I forget um, when I read it. Um, but uh, how long is it? When did it start? Oh, when did it start? I want to say 2015. I might just be making that up. Let's have a look. Oh, 2014. Oh, 2014. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't too far off then. Not far <laughs> off at all. No, that's excellent. And then just looking. So yeah, about 63. It says including the specials, mm-hmm. 63 issues. So it's not you know terribly massive. Mm. So it's definitely kind of um, doable um, for for people. And it's great to obviously have that complete story if it is coming to an end. Yeah, and um, the, the trades. The trades. Are, it's all in trades now, isn't it? You don't have to go fishing yeah. for the minis. Yeah, exactly. Get the full trades, and yeah, that's fantastic. Great. Um, and then uh, along with your <coughs> complete volume set of lumberjanes, um, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take with you as well? Um, I mean, I could just take the mittens off of Rufus and chuck them at <laughs> anyone who got in my way or got in the way. <laughs> They're really nice. Why we'd need a, a weapon? Well, yeah, we're, we'd want more of a defensive thing, I guess. Uh, Maybe. No, I'll, yeah, I'll just take the mittens off Rufus. Yeah, exactly. Just, just Rufus, Rufus the cow, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll scratch them and then they'll get rust in yeah, underneath their paint. And yeah, then they're in trouble. <laughs> 
Exactly. Fantastic. <clears throat> well, Rachel Smith, thank you so much for sharing your comics for the apocalypse. It's, it really has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, me too. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. And for the listeners, one more time, where can they find you online? Uh, so I'm on rachelsmith.org. Um, <clears throat> probably Twitter is a good one. I'm usually, usually on there. Uh, that's uh, Rachel underscore. Uh, and again, it's Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. But yeah, if you like pictures of cats and rants about the Tory government, follow me on Twitter because that's probably what you're going to get. <laughs> and I put my guy, we've not mentioned, I, I do quarantine comics now and again. So that's a good yes. place to, to read those on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Uh, but yeah, all my social media links are on my website anyway. So yeah. Perfect. And again, all those links are in the show notes, folks. So go check out Rachel's work um, and uh, make sure you follow her uh, on Twitter, not in real life. <laughs> That'd be weird. Um, but uh, yes, um, again, Rachel Smith, thank you so much for your time today. You. It's been a real pleasure and uh, I'll, uh, I'll see you on Twitter. See you on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Take care. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Rachel for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Rachel's work or follow her on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news, the comic club and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.